This is Jessica McGilka, and welcome to The Fly-Through, where we talk about all things commercial and corporate real estate. This is Jessica, and welcome to The Fly-Through. I got the honor and the privilege of joining Peter Frosch, the executive director of Greater MSP, for a brief interview a couple of weeks ago. Um, that would be mid-May of 2020, to talk about where where we see the workplace going, what we see the trends looking like. Um, and without any further ado, changing things up a little bit today here on the fly through, here is my the audio of my interview with Greater MSP. Well, hello, Greater MSP region. Today we are joined by Jessica Mobilka, an executive vice president at the Minneapolis office of JLL. JLL is a commercial real estate firm with operations all over the world. Uh, they manage 4.6 billion square feet in property and facilities. And JLL is also a Greater MSP investor and close partner. Jessica, thanks for sharing your insights with us today. Thank you so much for having us, Peter. You guys do great work over at Greater MSP. Thank you. Uh, so let's get right into it. Okay. COVID-19 has changed the way we all work. And it's forced us, it's forcing us to rethink the traditional workspace. Uh, what trends are you seeing just in the past several weeks, you know, within the region, maybe across the country, across the world? Yeah, it's it's been a really interesting couple of months. In the general real estate world, I'd say one of the biggest trends is that a lot of real estate is a lot of folks are just taking a pause. Mm -hmm. So if it's not a critical, mission critical, essential location, um, a lot of companies are saying, okay, business continuity first. So how can we ensure the business goes forward? And, and that's the spectrum and individualized kind of plans are an absolute trend globally. Every company has lands differently on your your region so where are you in your covid response where are you in the peak or plateau or decline hopefully of some of the virus infections how did your your employees and your clients react initially and how are they how are they still engaging or not engaging with your business so a lot of companies really big picture picture globally is is a pause um I think the other interesting piece to some of this is while we don't know a lot and at JLL, we're taking a, a very cautious um, outlook on giving advice. Frankly, we, we know that we don't know a lot about where this is going to end up, but some of the interesting conversations that we're having is that we are anticipating some trends that we're all, we were already seeing before the COVID pandemic struck, we're seeing some of those accelerating actually. So they just may look a little different. So, you know, the second time around for bell bottoms, it just has a slightly different flair. We're seeing a slightly different flair in a lot of these trends as they're kind of redeveloping and reshaping as we're going. So one big one is health and wellness has been a conversation in the real estate space whose responsibility is it? How are we bringing health and wellness and well-being? And what does that look like? And what does that actually mean for companies? Mm -hmm. That trend is going to be 
not just a trend. That will be a main focus as we move forward through this pandemic, as we go into reentry, as we think about what office space is and what it looks like in the future. Flexibility has been a huge trend and it just may look a little different. So the flair there is how many days a week are we going to have folks stay at home? Is that a forever trend? Is that it's the where you work, the third location. There was already a shifting around of focus work versus collaboration versus the lovely new lobby that you have in your office building. So that trend, we really see, we see that accelerating and, um, and just kind of realigning with the new realities that we're dealing with today. Technology and technology as a solution is massive. I mean, you just can't get any bigger than this one. Obviously, we're on a Zoom call right now, but it goes towards sensor data. How are we tracking where people are so that we can make sure that the right people in our workplaces of the future are alerted if there's an outbreak in our office? Um, technology for grocery, for AI and automation and robotics and the industrial supply chain space. It's the acceleration of that adoption of technology. We're all on Microsoft Teams all of a sudden. I still don't know how to make it work, but don't tell anybody. Um, E-commerce. Thanks. <laughs> E-commerce is it, it was, you know, kind of slowly chipping away at that, that percent of the market share and especially grocery online ordering is getting really big and how that's going to continue to impact and Will you need to go back to the grocery store to squeeze your avocados? Time will tell. My mom probably will, but you know, my mother-in-law loves grocery ordering and having it delivered. So, so a lot of it is still depends on how all of this unwinds, but those are some of the big picture trends we're seeing. One that I certainly, that we've certainly been seeing a lot of, so density of office space, density of everything in the work built environment um, and the associated floor plans that go along with that, that, you know, 70% of all of our workplaces have either all or a good portion of open work plan inside of it that, that we do see changing a little bit. And um, so that is a trend will, will shift. I think the last trend I'll hit on really quick is amenities and amenitization of office spaces and suburban spaces and even having gyms inside of a warehouse kind of supply chain kind of manufacturing um, space. I think this is another example of the bell bottoms looking different. The new amenity may be really, really good air quality. And we are seeing in, um, in China some increased demand for class A uh, institutional ownership buildings that are viewed as higher quality mm. and have better air quality and therefore better safety mm. for employees when they're re-entering the workplace. That's really interesting. So there's a lot there. Um, some of these uh, trends seem like they might come into conflict. So, you know, we're on Zoom, we're on Zoom all the time. Um, we're learning over the past, you know, five, six weeks what really works when you're virtual and what the limitations of that are. Um, I guess I'll speak just, you know, for me, my experience has been, it's been hard to create new relationships. It's hard to like really creatively collaborate. And so something that it, me and, and our staff team are talking about 
you know, the things that are most important in the office environment are the together things. And at the same time, these are the things that we are going to struggle to do from a health standpoint most. And so, I mean, are you hearing about that? And, and who's going to be involved in making some of those trade-offs? You know, so we, JLL really thinks about this in three, as a multi-phase journey. That first phase being the shock realization, all of a sudden we're all on Zoom, what are we doing? Um, and then that kind of moves into the workplace continuity and the re-entry and the and that's kind of the phase that we're in now. And we think that's going to last for a little while, you know, anywhere three, six, nine months while we're sort of re, well, we're not sort of, we're reimagining, we're starting to reimagine and refigure out how does the workplace work and what is important about that. So we also did, um, we had a really interesting survey. We've got just about a thousand responses now. And the main thing, the main reason that people identified that this is all self-reporting once they've already been home, the main, the top three reasons that people come into the office are exactly what you just said. Collaboration, supporting other, supporting coworkers, and socialization. And that is, those are the top three reasons people want to come back. Mm-hmm. And so some folks in this reimagination phase of their of their real estate journey are starting to say okay so what is the main goal of office mm-hmm. is it is it in 3 to 5 years that we're all sitting there in our own little cubicles doing our heads down work and you know my dedicated off desk or bench or whatever and a lot of them are saying no let's shift the balance of what the point of the workplace is to collaboration to having face-to-face meetings and let's evolve now that we have all these tools and people have adopted them and they're more used to them and they're comfortable with them. Let's shift that conversation. Let's have it be that the, the balance of what those workstations and what the physical environments inside of an office space looks like, let's shift that into, um, into more collaboration space, more common areas, more ways that we can have that collaboration. There is that Harvard study that just came out in the last few months, and that certainly um, opened up a lot of people's eyes that talked about, um, gosh, I'm, I'm, it, the number is escaping me, but some giant percentage decline in collaboration when people go to open workplaces and workspaces. There are other reasons to do that, but we are also seeing that um, some of that, we were, we were, our decline of per square foot per person was slowing down and starting to plateau. Mm. In a certain, at a certain level, even before all of this, mm-hmm. in this amenity space and the third place to go and work. So you're, you just hit it right on the head. You're, that's exactly what people are talking about and starting to say, we have this enforced pause. Mm-mm. What is the right future for our workforce and how do we keep them safe and how do we make sure they want to come back and our clients and our customers? And it's a big conversation right now. And safety and productivity, you know, we have mm-hmm. to solve both, both at the same time. Um, you mentioned reentry, and that's kind of the phase we're entering now. Um, just a lot of toolkits coming out, a lot of advice being shared. Um, you know, a lot of people are, you know, people are nervous about bringing their, their employees back um, because there's a lot of unknowns. Do you have any practical tips uh, for leaders and employers as we 
get closer week by week to bringing you know, lots of our teams back. And are there any examples um, from companies or other employers around Minnesota that you've seen that would be worth sharing? Yeah, absolutely. I think there's four big buckets that folks should really be thinking through as they're in so many companies. This goes back to that individual company journey. Some folks have been have been at had essential workers there and they're fighting through this and figuring this out for, you know, the last six to eight weeks, while some of us have been sitting in our basement offices. Um, but the first one, if you're reentering is government mandates, what is the guidance from the government that you're the whatever state, federal, all of the above, we highly recommend starting there with kind of that what is the CDC saying about wearing of masks and how to keep your employees safe because the safety and security of your employees is going to drive really this entire conversation. As long as that's your starting lens, you're going to, you're going to be okay. It's a lot of work also. Let me just be clear. There's, um, there's a whole skill set being developed as we speak. Um, the second one is really understanding if you, especially if you're in a multi-tenant building, um, what is the landlord and the ownership of that building doing and how do you, and what are their requirements? Because they will have some requirements. Some of them are very clear on where they are in their journey right now and figuring it out. And some people are still developing it. Communication is going to be key with not only your landlords and your employees, but your employees and making sure that they understand all of this stuff. So the, so that kind of leads into the third bucket, the, the action plan for what actually, what are your protocols when your visitors come in? Do they have to be wearing a mask? How do you make sure they know that before they come in? Who is an essential employee? Can you keep as many people as home as possible until, until you need them to come back? Um, and then once they do start coming back, I just um, had a, a friend tell me that one of their, one of their clients put 35,000 red X's on chairs through their entire portfolio because the density needs to stay really low and it needs to be a phased conversation and you need to be flexible and ready to pull back at any time you get, um, and you need to have a plan. So a lot of the real estate teams that I know are working on plans and protocols around exactly what will happen if then. So the, if somebody gets sick, then what happens? How do we shut down in the office? How do we communicate that? Um, the, the fourth one is it all starts and ends with the employee and the consideration for employees, right? It's, um, are they confident that you're doing what, what needs to be done? Are they comfortable? Let's talk about mass mass transit. There's a lot of concern in our um, in our workplace survey around mass transit and getting getting people to and from work um, safely. And then there's there's just really simple things like are there any is there anything open to go and get lunch? So if you had to shut down, if you're a single user in a, in a large campus and you have a cafeteria, most of those places have been shut down. So Hormel is actually a great example of this, um, of being really just a great community member. Um, they, they had to shut down their, they have essential employees. Um, so they had to shut down their cafeteria for their shift workers 
So they committed to buying, um, it's either 200 or 400 meals from local restaurants every day mm. to feed their workers. And then they shifted some of that around. They didn't need all 400. So they said, that's fine. We're going to keep buying all 400 and we'll donate the extra to community, to community groups that need the food. Um, and some of those stories just make, um, just make me so proud to be a Minnesotan and support those companies. And man, I'm going to go buy some spam. I think, I don't know. <laughs> well, creativity, it's a time for creativity and yeah. communication um, yeah. direction. Um, and to that point, we appreciate you taking some time to share out, you know, what you're seeing and what you're learning. Um, I know we're going to be in ongoing dialogue, um, you know, in the coming weeks and months, but you know, we're headed to a different place. Um, but it could be, it could be as good or better than the place we came from. Yeah. Um, a lot of great innovation happens in these sorts of times. And, and that's, that's certainly what we're seeing. We're seeing some amazing, really interesting, thoughtful, next generation stuff coming through already. And, and it's exciting. All right. Well, let's innovate together. Good to talk with you. Thanks for everything. Thank you. you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for joining Peter and I today on the interview with Greater MSP. Um, if you would like to reach out, if you'd like to have some more conversations about what you're seeing in the market, please do. LinkedIn is a great place to find me. And of course, feedback, thoughts, ideas. What else would you like to talk about on the fly through? Let me know. Stay healthy out there, everybody.